going for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past, any and all I am looking to last what else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in And only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots keep on talking and talking So what are we talking, what kind of alignment And running it deep, even players forgotten Or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping And this spot is popping, yeah this spot is popping And woo! this is the arm chat yeah. Put up your arms, yeah Sound the alarm, yeah What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 288 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are live every Wednesday and Friday night. Friday night is our DFS show. We are on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, as you can see from the scroll down the bottom, if you are on Twitter, we cannot see your comments on, on the chat roll here. So go find us on YouTube, youtube.com backslash going for two live, and then join the chat here. It should get popping here just a little bit. All right, fellas, Gerson, Tim, what's up, guys? Oh, man, I'm ready to get going. Up, I told you in the you doing, show man? I was a little, uh, we're all just still basking in the glow that is the freshly shaved Gerson. <laughs> yes. Yes, Gerson is freshly shaved, and uh, and he's got two uh, two brand new uh, twelve packs of beer back there, Gerson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Scott, yeah, Scott, yeah. Scott, I'm telling you guys, man, you gotta keep making bets with me. You're gonna lose them, man. <laughs> I don't lose. I know Gerson bets were uh, two for two for two and zero last week. Two and zero last week. All right, let's go ahead and get into the rewind, guys. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right. Uh, one good, one bad. We'll go to you first, Tim. Yeah, my good was Brees Hall. Uh, Sunday morning, I ended up deciding to kind of fade the popular running backs and, and most importantly, fade Tyler Lockett and use that money to get up to Brees Hall. Unfortunately, my Green Bay Packers are now 32nd DBOA against the run. So it seemed like a you know puzzle piece and uh, ended up paying off the bad for me was mike evans obviously i lost the bet to gerson on that one uh he he looks you know not not great but unfortunately uh, chris godwin looked much much better i think he got three times as many targets so uh yeah gerson you got me on that one (laughs) good stuff gerson what you got for your good and bad um my good was uh josh allen um i kind of said it all week i was dying on that hill i'm gonna fucking just die there like the that TV show, what's it called? Uh, with the monsters, Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger Things. You know when they go to the top of that hill? Well, that was gonna be me, man. And that monster with Josh Allen, man. Um, I was scared for a little bit. That game was like, I think going into halftime was like seven three. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, it was a slow game at I mean, first. I was shitting my pants, dude. I honestly didn't think I was gonna come on the show this week. So, <laughs> but he came through, man. He came through. He had a thirty point game. The found dig did great. Um, what's his name? Gabriel David got his 18 point, which is what I wanted. And then the run back was kind of hard because I couldn't really do it with Kelsey because it was expensive. But 
I was able to do it with Juju. I was able to do it with MVS. And that helped me in the tournament. And I did very well in there. But my bad. Or you want to say my bad too? Yep, go ahead. Give you good and your bad. My bad was Jaguar defense. I had a lot of exposure to them. And I told people on the Sunday show, like, this is one of my favorite defense. Matt Ryan leads the league in interception, fumbles, sack. I mean, turnovers, everything. And, like, he went out there and fucking said, fuck you, G. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, so my, my good and my bad. So I'll do my bad first. My bad was Tom Brady. I had way too much Tom Brady. I actually went down from Josh Allen to Tom Brady in my cash lineup, and it almost screwed me. Luckily, I was able to still cash just barely. Uh, it would have been an easy cash if I had kept Josh Allen in there. Um, so he's my bad for the week. And then uh, my good, Gerson just mentioned him, Juju. Uh, I didn't give a full breakdown last week on Juju. It was more of like we were running out of time, and I kind of mentioned that I had him in my on my sheet, so it wasn't a full breakdown. But Juju did kind of show up uh, in that high total game, and he was pretty cheap. I believe he was fifty one hundred last week, fifty two hundred, something like 5, that. Fifty two hundred, yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty cheap play, and he actually had a really good game. So he was my my good. All right, let's go ahead and get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, Tim, we're going to go to you first on this, and you got a little uh, rant you want to hit here first before we get to the quarterbacks. Yeah, so we're going to talk about where the value is, right? I always want to talk about value at the beginning of every slate. And this week, the value is at tight end, right? The opportunity to pay way down and save at tight end is what most people will be doing this week, particularly in cash. And so when you're saving down, paying $2,500, $2,700 for a tight end, you got to figure out where to spend that money. Right. So some people are going to pay up a running back. And this week, obviously, the big thing is that a lot of the best teams are on buy. Right. So the guys that you would usually spend that money on your Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Right. Those guys are not on the slate. So one of the few opportunities to truly separate yourself this week is by playing Lamar Jackson at quarterback, because I think that he gives you a ceiling that no other quarterback on this slate really can give you. And. Not only is his, you know, we've seen his passing ceiling, but I think he's got a rushing ceiling against the Giants. You know, obviously, J.K. Dobbins is out, right? That was the news today. They're going to be playing some combination of, you know. uh, Kenyon Drake and. Kenyon Drake and, you know, some guys we'll talk about later. But anyway, the point is, is I think this could be one of those 300, 100 games for Lamar, where he could drop a 40-point game at 8K. And if you pay up to him in, you know, particularly if you pay up in cash or if you pay up for him in tournaments, he's going to be what separates you because I, I Garrison, you'll have to tell me what his ownership is, but I don't feel like he's currently above, you know, like 15% or something where you would be prohibited from playing him in turn. Yeah. He's a, Go ahead. Um, Go ahead, Garrison. He's a third high on quarterback. I think as the week progressed, cause he wears that 6% like on yeah. Tuesday. As the week progressed, obviously people have podcasts and all this and all that articles. Um, yeah, and so Lamar Jackson now at nine point three percent. So he is a top three quarterback. Top three, yeah. And I was I had some stats on him too. That you know the the Browns defense is twenty seven versus the pass, twenty six versus the or actually thirty thirtieth versus the run. Uh, so yeah. I mean they're bad all around. And then they got the, a twenty six point implied total, which is the fourth highest on the slate as well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you with Lamar Jackson at eight K. You know, he's the he's the top priced quarterback, if I, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, you're paying 8K for the top guy there. You know, Lamar Jackson's got tons of upside for sure. All right, Gerson, what do you got for your elite tier? 
Yeah, so um, I love Lamar. I mean, he's going to be a good play. Um, I think this week, though, I'm going to Justin Herbert. Um, I'm really high on him. Uh, at the top tier, you know, there's a guy, there's another guy I'm really high on, too, and I'll talk to him about it later in a little bit. But to me, Justin Herbert hasn't really shown his true ceiling this year. I mean, we just saw a Monday Night Football game where he got no touchdown, dude. That was fucking brutal. And DraftKings, shout out to you guys, dude. Fucking doing a, what is it called? Boost? And then he gets the Oh, yeah, that down. was brutal. Yeah, that was. They made so much on that, man. <laughs> so much that people actually thought it was rigged. Yep. Like, every time I see that, like, like DraftKings is going to rig the NFL because of a boost promo. <laughs> exactly. It's so get stupid. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I, I find it. I, think, I hate when people say, oh, this is rigged. I'm like, dude, a, a boxing fight's not rigged, dude. You take a punch to the freaking temple, dude. You're gonna, you can go unconscious. But... um. <laughs> No, give me Justin Herbert against the Atlanta Falcon. Uh, they have a 27-point implied total. I think that's the highest of the slate, if I'm correct. It could be, I could be wrong. Yeah, they're basically tied with the Cowboys. Yeah, tied with the Cowboys. Um, he is coming in at 9% ownership. Great matchup against Seattle. I mean, we've seen Seattle just, besides last week, um, I think we kind of, I mean, we were, I wasn't too high on that game, Seattle versus Cardinals. But um, because I was obviously high on Bills and Chiefs, but I think this game can be way better. And um, just just keep an eye on because if Keenan Allen plays, dude, that's just on the flight. It takes them to another level. Yeah, I love the matchup. I love the game environment, high pace, and that Charger defense is not as good as people think that it is. I mean, we just saw Russell Wilson have his career game this year. No, I'm just kidding, (laughs) but. I mean, just they're the JC Jackson has been a bust, you know, like as a as a off season free agency. But I mean, they're allowing a lot of yards on the passing game, and I hope this game stays up to pace. So give me Justin Herbert seventy two hundred against Seattle Seahawks. Good stuff. All right, so y'all took both of the elite quarterbacks I had, so we're gonna go back to Tim, and we got a new drop. All right, yeah, Tim. it's the return of the Dak, right? Dak Prescott, he's back finally from that thumb injury. Uh, Cooper Rush filled in valiantly until last week when he crumbled against the Eagles defense. So sure, Cowboys Nation is happy to see Dak Rack, and I'm happy to see him back at 6700 I think it's actually a very reasonable price for him this week going up against the Detroit Lions. They're coming off a bye, but they're, I don't know what they possibly could have hit <laughs> yeah. on that defense. To where Dak is not going to be able to chew them up. Uh, all indications is he's going to be full go this week. Uh, no limitations. So I fully expect this. I mean, it's the second highest total game after the uh, Chargers and Seattle game we were just talking about. Uh, 49 employed, uh, implied total on that game. So, I mean, you're basically going to be picking one of these two, uh, the most likely games to shoot out this weekend. And uh, Dak is certainly a part of that. And, uh, you know, he'll be in my stack this week. Yeah, Dak's definitely in in my in a lot of my builds as well. He's he's a a great play at that price tag for sure. Yeah, Dakamania, shout out to Scott. <laughs> All right, let's move down into the mid tier Gerson. Give me your your mid tier your mid tier guy here, Gerson. Can you yeah, hear? I'm sorry, you were cutting out, dude. Oh, uh, my bad. Um. Yeah, so I have, you asked me for my mid-tier quarterback, right? Yep. 
Okay. It's Mr. Joe Burrow. Um, I'm going to be overexposed on Joe Burrow. I'm probably going to have double what the field has. Uh, I think Joe Burrow my favorite GPP for this week. Um, 6.9K facing the Atlanta Falcons. They have one of the biggest things with the, the Bengals is that the offensive line, you know, um, it's been kind of in shambles. But the Atlanta Falcons rank dead last in defensive adjusted stack rate, so they don't really put a lot of pressures. So give me Joe Burrow against the Atlanta Falcons. I think um, he's going to be healthy. Like, all his weapons are healthy. Higgins, Chase. Jesus Christ. Hurt. Um, <laughs> and then we've seen the Atlanta Falcons. Apparently, they want to win. You really shouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> they're going to keep this competitive. They've beaten the spread. Um, I think six of the five get no five of the six games this season. So they remain competitive, and I think what I what I want to attack in this game because it allows me to stack, but I have to be very creative because there's a lot of ways you can go. Higgins, Chase, Boyd, uh, Hurst, and we seen Boyd. He's the king of fucking getting one touchdown, no two reception, one touchdown, eighty yards. Yeah, you know, I don't fucking. I it's so annoying, dude. But um, we saw the we saw the eruption last week. Shout out to uh, Megan something. That's what I was gonna say, um, Megan Shira, yeah. In the chat, yeah, shout out. Some, the real shout out goes to you, boy. We always yeah. tell you guys to watch the Sunday show. And if you were watching the Sunday show, you saw Joe Burrow come out in the Jamar Chase jersey and them talk about it on the Sunday show and how you had to play Jamar Chase. It was Jamar Chase day, and if you played Jamar Chase like Megan did. You made a lot of money last week. He was definitely one of the best, if not the best, GPP play on the slate. Yeah. The, the thing about that is, like, he, she asked me, and like, yeah, come on, she, said it was Jason. Like, <laughs> she asked me, who do you think going to break the slate this week? And I'm like, sheesh, Jamar Chase. Easy for me. And I said, Jamar Chase. Um, but sadly, I didn't have a lot of exposure to Jamar Chase because I couldn't get him because I was playing Stephon Diggs, like, almost all my rosters were Kelsey, you know? But, Shout out to her. Congratulations. Tune in on the Sunday show. It's awesome. Um, Benny, Jamie, and Zach and I, we all break down. It's a great show. I'm a, I, I love it. I look forward to it. I love this show, too, guys. Don't worry, guys. Don't, don't get jealous now. Calm down. Calm down. I didn't shave for no reason. I shaved just for you guys on Friday night, you know? <laughs> yeah. Give me Joe Burrow. I think I'm going to have a lot of him. And running back with uh, Kyle Pitt. Ugh. Hopefully he doesn't get so. the break. Yeah, it's Cal Pitts week. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. All right. We're so gonna, my we're gonna keep saying it's Cal Pitts week until it actually until it actually Cal happens, Pitts and then we can say we called it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so my mid tier, real quick, is uh, Trevor Lawrence going up against the Giants. He's at home at five point seven. Uh, he does play better at home. He's been up and down this season, but the Giants are not. They're they're decent against the pass. I think they're twentieth DVOA versus the pass. Uh, so I think Trevor Lawrence is a good a good play there. Um, it's it's not a high scoring game, not a high total game, so I think it's more of a GPP type play. Uh, I'm hoping Christian Kirk can get back on track as well, and you can stack him with uh, with Trevor Lawrence there. So he's my only mid tier quarterback that I have. Tim, who do you have in your mid tier? Yeah, I'm a glutton for uh, for punishment, Jeff. And so much like you, I'm going back to Brady this week. Right, Lamar is going to be popular. Herbert's going to be popular. Dak's going to be popular. I'll be playing all those guys. But I don't know if Brady's going to be as popular this week as he was last week. So I'm going to go back to Brady this week. Uh, I feel like he's in a good spot. He's not going to have two bad games in a row. We obviously have some squeaky wheel narrative with uh, Mike Evans. Maybe this is the week uh, Gerson 
tells me to play Mike Evans, we'll see. But uh, I think either way, I like Brady this week. I don't know if I like him in cash. I heard some people talking about Brady in cash this week, but I certainly like Brady in tournament. Good stuff. All right, let's move down into the value tier, Gerson. Who do you have for your value quarterback? Hey, man, I got to say this, and it hurts me to say this, but I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I'm out on Tampa Bay's offense, dude. Like, I just can't do it no more. It's not what their price is up. And, like, I get it that Brady, Brady, and you shouldn't doubt the GOAT, but that offense line is horrendous. It's bad. I mean, there's a reason why he was screaming at them, not only because he's a competitive motherfucker, but he left his wife for them, too. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back on track, um, so we're going for a value quarterback, correct? Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going with my boy. Derek Carr, yeah, and uh, a little sneak preview, guys. Uh, I am doing the cash game article this week, by the way. <laughs> and he is my cash game quarterback. Uh, as a Raiders yeah. fan, I've seen the best and the worst of Derek Carr. Um, he faced the Houston Texans this week. Vegas has an impact total of 26 points. I look for three things for a cash game quarterback. And I know guys out there laughing like, oh, gee, plays cash game? <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, three things I look at my cash game: value, Vegas, and total, and, and uh, matchup. And he has all MVP. Well, that. Oh yeah. And uh, he has all those three things. Uh, right now, he the, the he owned that ten percent in GPP projection, but I can see him in cash game creeping up to about thirty percent. So I'm gonna have a lot of dead car. Five point nine k coming off a of bye week. Um, Vegas has them at 26 point implied total. Dude, sign me up, man. Yeah. 5.9k. Agreed. That's a good call. Uh, and they have to fucking win. They have to win. Like, <laughs> stop doing this shit. I am the saddest person every Monday when I go to work and people are like, how about them writers? I'm like, how about them cowboys, you little bitch? Dude, that was like the most, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was unbiased for that whole rant. And then he got to the end of it. And he's like, then they got to fucking win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you well, never know. Who else has got to fucking win is Geno Smith, right? Bouncing back from that terrible game last week against Arizona Cardinals. He's my value quarterback this week at 5,600. Uh, on the other side of that Justin Herbert matchup. Uh, I think that they're going to get out uh, early in this game, and uh, Geno's going to have to throw the ball 35, 40 times. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to uh, just, you know, we'll keep it close, right? I think he's going to have to throw. So, and uh, we also saw last week he had a good run, right? Like a 24 yard, he had uh, six rushes for 48. So he'll get you a little bit on the ground. He's had a few games, uh, 48, 49 yards. So Geno Smith, 5,600, he's going to be my value quarterback this week. All right, good stuff. My value quarterback, and uh, I don't know if Jared's in the chat there. I saw I saw Facebook users show up. Sometimes that's Jared. I can't always tell. But uh, it's Jimmy G week. I'm calling it. It's Jimmy G week. <laughs> Jimmy G week, uh, 5.5. He's at home versus Kansas City. He's a much better quarterback at home. Uh, obviously, you know, the Chiefs can put up points. We'll have to put up points as well right back at them. Uh, the Chiefs secondary is is pretty terrible. I believe they're, what, 27th or 28th versus the pass. Uh, and then, of course, I don't know how much he'll play, but we got Christian McCaffrey, the biggest trade this this, this week. Um, I don't know how much he'll play, but if he does is play. Is that why you're full homer today? That's why I'm full. I, I am. I even got my koozie, <laughs> got my Niners koozie out as well. Right, right. 
Jeff already pre-ordered a Run CMC shirt and everything. He's all excited, man. I honestly, I was so happy for you, Jeff. I'm like, well, that's fucking awesome. But you know what's funny? Dude. You know what's funny is that I was watching the Monday night game, and I, I mean, it's the Thursday night game, and I'm I always do my writing for my DFS articles, right? Uh, and after like 11 p.m., my phone goes on Do Not Disturb automatically, so it doesn't ever get in any of the alerts. And I'm sitting there yeah. typing, and then I hear them say it just as a casual sort of passing thing, like, oh, Christian McCaffrey just got traded to the 49ers. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I like popped up like, what happened? I had to go out to my phone and look it up because it didn't give me the alert. But yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy G, like I mentioned, you know, he's got some good good stacking options with Debo. Ayuk uh, came around last week and looked really good they as are 28th well. 28th against the past DVOA, by the way. 28th. Gerson, what you got? So they kind of reported what they're going to do with Kristen uh, McCaffrey. They said they're going to have a, a, a goal line package for him. Oh. Basically. Yeah. Um, so basically, he'll play, but he's not going to. I mean, fuck, if they have a goal line package for CMC, that's at least. That's fourteen points ceiling right there, you know. Yeah, agreed. So yeah. All right. Let's Can get... we playing the role of Mike Tolbert this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right. As usual, guys, we can fly through this top elite tier here. Uh, you want to talk about uh, talk about your guy Tim, and then we'll get Gerson to talk about the other one. There's basically two guys here. Yeah, so I mentioned at the top of the show, most people, particularly in cash, are going to be punting at tight end. So if you're paying up a tight end, you'll probably be a little bit different. But if there's one guy people are going to pay up for at tight end in cash, it's Mark Andrews, right? A.K.A. Mandrews, right? Uh, we talked about it with Lamar. Uh, they are just absolutely going to stop in this game, 26 implied total. I think this game could well go over that total. And he's... You know, we'll talk about the other guy here in a second, but I think based on the price and matchup, uh, Mark Andrews is on a tier of his own this week. So if you're paying up a tight end, it should be for Mark Andrews. Yep, yep, I agree. Gerson, Gerson, talk about the other tight Um, tight end there. Well, I'm I'm just going to mention Travis Kelsey. You have to mention Travis Kelsey. Travis Mm -hmm. Kelsey is the best weapon for Patrick Mahomes. You know, like earlier on, Tim said, there's not another quarterback on the slate that has uh, a ceiling of like 30 points. I'm like, dude, Patrick Mahomes might have that ceiling still, you know? And um, it just to me, Travis Kelsey, he's 8K, but Mark Andrews is a better player for sure this week. But just don't eliminate Kelsey. He should always be in your player pool. You should have him in GPPs. Yeah, agreed. All right, we'll move down into the mid tier. Uh, and the guy that I have in my mid tier is uh, Gerald Everett uh, going up against uh, Seattle at 4,000. Uh, Seattle is dead last in points allowed to tight ends. Uh, and I wrote a little note, revenge game, question mark, because uh, obviously he played for them uh, last year and he's now with L.A. So at 4K, Everett's been really good. Uh, I don't like him as much if Keenan Allen is in. Um, I think yeah. Keenan Allen takes some of his targets away from him, but there's some, still some question mark if he's going to play or not. Uh, so if Keenan Allen's out, I'll be firing up Gerald Everett for sure. Tim, you got a lot of titles there in the in the mid-tier. Give me one of your guys. I'm just going to – hold on. I'm going to go two. I'm going to skip over Kyle Pitts real quick because as much as I like him as a run back, particularly in Burrow stacks, Marcus Mariota has thrown the ball 20 times or less in three Lord. games this season. So it's very concerning. Maximum targets you could realistically project him for would be about seven. But even then, I think it would probably be high. So I'm going to go with a guy I've been playing all year long. And that's David and Joku. Uh, I think he has been getting consistent target volume. And the best thing 
is they've been consistently targeting him more down the field, which I think has been huge for him. Uh, last game, average target 19.3. Game before that, 14.7, 14.6. So we've already seen him have one breakout game in week three, 23.9 points. I don't know if he has that kind of ceiling against Baltimore, but we've been talking about how much we love the uh, Ravens in this week, and I think he's a very viable run back, particularly if you're going to go naked Lamar and bring it back with Njoku. Nice. I like it. And they're hurting in the secondary, too. I like that call. They're hurting in the secondary. Yep. Agreed. Garrison, what you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, my mid-tier play, um, it's Hayden Hurt. I already talked about Joe Burrow. Um, guys, I fucking hate saying this shit, and Tim's going to laugh his ass off. It's revenge game! Yeah! <laughs> Hayden Hurt, you know? It's the Falcons, you know? Fucking hate that shit. But, no, Hayden Hurt, uh, 3.5K. Um, he's been very uh, underrated, man, like, for yeah. even fantasy football. Like, the guy's been doing great. Um, last week was kind of a bummer, 3 for 3, 21 yards, but before that, he had a 7 for 6. When I say 7 for 6, 7 targets, 6 perceptions, 53 yards, 1 touchdown. Then the week before that, 4, four targets, 3 receptions, 27 yards, a touchdown. We look for touchdowns in our tight end. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And, again, like I said, I'm really high on this game. Um, I'm going to please tune in on the Sunday show because I I will tell you my final take, like what I'm going to do. And I love Hayden Hurt at 3,500. I think that's yeah. a way that you can get very different with the uh, get away from Chase, get away from Higgin. You know, maybe you can be contrarian, you know, and go to him. Yep. I like it. That's a good call. Uh, 3.5. I'm going to pick right up on that revenge narrative and go with my man Evan Ingram at 3,300. Right, Jacksonville. He's finally getting the kind of target volume that he never got as a New York Giant. So I feel like they, as we were talking about package, right? They're going to put together a, a you know, uh, get Evan Ingram a look down near the red zone at 3,300. That's all you need. Uh, again, we're going to talk about a few punt tight ends here in a second that are going to be much higher owned. Uh, so I think if he ends up scoring, you know, 14, 16 points and any of those other guys completely miss. Uh, he can make you completely different for about six to eight hundred dollars more. Good stuff. I like it. Uh, so yeah, my I got two tight ends here. That I'm gonna take pick one of them. I'm gonna give a a, a shout out, a, sort of a retirement uh, drop to our our boy. So yes, uh, Darren Waller obviously is out. Uh, he hasn't played too much this season, unfortunately. I'm sure Gerson is, is feeling that pain there. But uh, Foster Monroe uh, is going to be a good play this week at 2.8 uh, versus Houston. Uh, you, we've seen Monroe be very viable uh, in fantasy whenever Waller is out. Uh, I haven't heard uh, status on Renfro yet. I don't know if he's playing. I know he was questionable. Um, but either way, I still think Moreau is, is a great red zone target. And at 2.8, I mean, he's super cheap, so you can definitely fit him into some lineups. Uh, like Tim mentioned, paying down a tight end is the way to go this week. Um, so Moreau is my, my, my value tier tight end. Uh, Tim, you got a couple more values. Go ahead and give me one of your, one of your guys. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take what I think is going to be the chalk guy, which is Greg Dulcich, right? Obviously, uh, this is probably the latest Monday night pricing error we probably had in a long time. Uh, But obviously, he broke out uh, for the Broncos. It looked like the only real target they had uh, the other night. And because of the pricing, uh, he's only 2,500, right? The stone minimum for a tight end. 
So I think he'll be very popular. We talked about it, uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of guys people want to pay up for. Um, if you're talking about a guy who's viable, going to get five or six targets at the stone minimum, he's going to be very, very popular. So um, Russ is questionable, so I would keep an eye on that. They said he's a game-time decision, but I think Russ plays, and in that case, uh, it works out for Dulcich. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Garrison, there's one more value tight end that we got there that you got on your sheet. Go ahead and give me that guy. Um, hold on one second. Sorry. Uh, I would, I do want to answer this question because a five foot refugee is, uh, John, John, Pillard. I can't say his last name, but he's a big fan of our show. Um, is Bellinger becoming a huge value? Yes. But I think he has been more lucky than, um, actually getting a target. Bellinger had very, they set up certain plays for him and he's just gotten lucky with the touchdown touchdown but yeah he could be a good play but i think all these other guys that we're mentioning are a better value under 30 uh, at 3400 i don't want to pay up for that for bellinger i don't know what he's gonna get i'd rather go to dosage oh a big thing on dosage russell wilson he might not play he is questionable so like like tim said you know like but, um, is that a yeah, good thing or a bad uh, thing? <laughs> I don't know because Russell Wilson's been so bad. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know. I still think he's better than replacement level. But yeah, his war is pretty close to zero at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, back to uh, sorry guys. Uh, back to like the tight ends. I have Kate Otten. Uh Kate Otten, um I don't know, man. What the fuck is wrong with Bay? But he's a little fucking asshole, dude. How you gonna be throwing the football when uh, Cameron Bray over here with a concussion on the floor and told all the all the teammates like that's just my rant for him, man. Um, but it's just Kate on. He's a good tight end. Like I honestly, mean, Jeff knows this. We picked him up in Dynasty. We drafted. We would either draft. We didn't draft him. We just picked him up. Yeah, <laughs> nobody drafted. Him. We're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, give me uh, Kate on um, 2.7K. Honestly, this guy, this week, I'm telling you guys, you're going to pay down. You're going to go to Greg Dolcich, Boston Moreau, Kate on her, um, or pay up to her, Andrew. Yeah. That's it. You ain't, going to, you ain't going anywhere else. If you do go anywhere else, it's to be contrarian. Yep. Um, the, ownership, the ownership right now is coming really, really pretty much like, it's obvious, you know, like we basically said, the, the highest owned is Mark Andrews at 13%, Greg Dosich at 11%, Kyle Pitt at 8%, Hayden Hurst at 7 and then you got Foster Moreau at 7.5. I mean, those are all the tight ends we talked Yeah. So, like, have those five tight ends, mix and match them. I'm letting you guys know, like, you have to play a value tight end this week because that's the yeah. only way you're going to go to the wide receivers, to the running back, to the quarterback. Yep, I agree. I like it. All right, before we get to the running backs, there is one guy I wanted to just throw out there. Andrews is quote-unquote questionable. Um, he says he's going to play, but if there's any reason that he doesn't play or that he comes out and says he's limited, uh, Isaiah Likely at 3K would be who you'd want to plug in there, and he would be an awesome value, I think, at that point. But uh, pay attention to the news there. He would be a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, absolute stone lock. If Andrew doesn't play, you're likely to play likely, right? Yes, yes, you are. You're very likely. Yeah, extremely likely to 
All right, no house advantage is changing the game. Play a pick 'em style contest for a shot to win 150k. Get the no house advantage app. Use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to twenty five dollars. Bet on up to five player props, uh, individual player matchups over all major sports, including MMA, NASCAR, and PGA. Use our promo code GF2 at nohouseadvantage.com or get the app for the in the, in the app store uh, and use your first deposit. You get twenty five bucks. No house advantage because it's not how you play, but where you play. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right, I'll kick off the running backs here in the elite tier, and I'm going to go with Nick Chubb uh, in that in that Baltimore game at 8K. Uh, he had a little bit of a bad game last week, and his, his price came down a little bit. Uh, and the, the Ravens are 24th versus the run. Uh, Nick Chubb at 8K, he's been a monster all year. He just had a little bit of a down game last week. I do think he bounces back in a big way. And if you look at Chubb's history versus the Baltimore Ravens, he's absolutely murdered them. Uh, I think there was one game a couple years ago where he had two 60-plus yard runs against them. Uh, so definitely Nick Chubb for me this week. It will be a, one, of my, one of my top plays. You got a Chubb for Chubb. You got a Chubb for Chubb. <laughs> we need to get that on a drop I mean, as well. <laughs> I know, it's a shirt. I'm going to make a shirt. Hey, that's definitely a hell of a contrarian play. I got to give you a prop. If you play Chubb this week, it, can be, it could fucking climb you on the leaderboard, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, a leverage play, as Tim would say. He, you know, everybody's been playing that passing game. And I think if you play the run game there with, with Nick Chubb, you're going to be money. Uh, Gerson, go to uh, let's go ahead and get one of your elite guys here, but make sure you don't take uh, take Tim's guy. Is it an obvious thing? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I have to I have to say this. Um, Saquon Barkley, man, this guy should be priced at eight point five k to nine thousand. The guy's getting the volume, he's getting the usage, he's getting everything you want in a running back. Like this guy. My only worry is that. His shoulder, that is a little bit worrisome. Um, but this guy's just being a warrior right now. Like, he's going out there and just playing and gutting it out. But, I mean, he's probably, I believe there's only three running backs that are getting nine, more than 94% of the usage. Um, it's Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and one of the other guys we're going to talk about in a second, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know about so much with Christian McCaffrey getting that much usage anymore, but like I've told people, don't hate on that. I think he's going to be the guy there. Um, yeah. So if, give me um, Barkley in a matchup like this uh, against the Jackson uh, Jaguars, right? Yep. Yeah. For what they Jackson gave up Rose. for him, he better be the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, shit. Like, I, 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 I didn't finish telling my joke earlier on, but yo, Jeff, your 49ers are like, fuck them pigs, bro. But uh, <laughs> no, Ray, Ray said, "Fuck them." Hey, except for the Rams, man, they're just trying to ride that train now. They're like, "Shit, well, they got a Super Bowl. Let's let's see if that works for us." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now watch, Jeffrey gonna be in December. And be like, "I won. We won." Yeah, we won. I, I, it would be a crazy story, right? Especially with Jimmy G and what happened with Jimmy G. You know, not starting the season and and you know basically being benched for a rookie. Then he comes in and, and if if he does it, obviously. Wins the Super Bowl would be kind of a great a great story, but like some Nick Foles shit. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's so get. Let's get say, go ahead. Saquon Barkley is basically um, this week. Like last week, we we kept wondering like how can we get different, and I think Saquon at fifteen percent ownership. Um, there's a lot of running backs ahead of him. There's four running backs that are ahead of him in ownership, and I think you put you can you can actually build. 
a high tier running back, which is going to be the, um, I think someone will talk about the other guy. Um, and then Saquon Barkley. You've got to figure out a way to, running back is, this week, running back is probably the hardest position. You're going to have to figure out how you want to attack it. But all there, there's so many great plays. Good stuff. All right. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. All right, Tim, you got the floor. All right, so I want to talk about Austin Eckler. He's my locket in this week. Uh, last week, he had 16 targets. 16, okay? That is crazy. We're talking of, and he also had 14 rushing attempts. That's like prime Christian McCaffrey. And prime Christian McCaffrey, we were paying $10,000 and happy to do it. And Austin Eckler is 8300 this week. He's at home. He's playing the Seattle Seahawks. And it wasn't like it was an aberration. He had a game earlier this season where he had 10 targets, 8 targets, 7 targets. He's on a pace to break Christian McCaffrey's record. I mean, it's insane. So uh, I don't think it's going to happen, right? But that's a different story. But for the purposes of this show, I think against Seattle, he could realistically see twenty, uh, you know, 14-ish uh, rushes, 7 or 8 targets, right? Maybe close to 10. And then at that point, I think he's an absolute smash at 8,300. He's an absolute lock it in for me. We talked about you have Dulcich, you have Kate Otten. If you want to pay down at tight end, you have a couple of value quarterbacks you could pay. If you're going to use that money to pay up at running back, for me, it's Austin Eckler. Yeah, agreed 100%. I think he's the RB1 currently in, in season long leagues uh, by a pretty good margin. So, yeah, great. Love Austin Eckler. Uh, all right, we're going to move down to the mid-tier, but I want to just mention the other guy that we had in there. We did have Joe Mixon at 7K, also a good play. He's an elite play. Uh, and Gerson, I see a guy you have there uh, as an elite play, but he's probably more of a mid-tier price. Uh, so go ahead and talk about uh, Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kenneth, the minute, man. I'm all in on him, man. I think I'm going to have a lot of closure to him. Guys, um, uh, go watch. Oh, I can't. If you're watching this, I'm basically reading everything that I'm typing into my cash game article. <laughs> <laughs> but Kenneth Walker, I mean, one of the best prospects that came in last year as a running back, probably the second best one next to Brees Hall. Uh, he's a workhorse. He broke it out pretty big last week, 19 points. Yeah. But he actually had a good game the game before that. Um, he had the matchup against the Chargers. They allowed uh, the lead worst at 5.83 yards per carry, ninth worst in PFF run defense grade and fifth worst in fantasy points per game, allowing to the running back 16.6. Kenneth's a manager, man. He's going to be loose this week. You know, like, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. going to uh, – 5.8K. The price didn't even go that high. Like, and, like I said early on, early on I said, there's three running backs who've gotten 94% of the workflow this week, this year, right? Uh, uh, Chris McCaffrey, Lana Fournette, and um, I just mentioned that one guy. Okay. Whatever guy was, um, and, and Kenneth Walker, it Kenneth was Walker Saquon. Yep. Yeah, and Saquon, and he got ninety-four percent last week. So, it DJ Dallas. I mean, if you watch DJ Dallas, there's a reason why his eyes are so googly on his picture <laughs> because he sees Kenneth Walker. You know. Yeah, um, Kenneth, here's the thing for guy. Kenneth Walker for me, man, is that they were down for a good chunk of that game, and they continued to feed him. And that says a lot about his prospects in this game because I think it's a, like you said, it's a much better matchup. And if they're going to stick with the run game, even when they're down, I mean, he's bound to break one eventually. And if that happens, man, he absolutely smashes that. Run. He already did it. 
He did it the week before. Yeah. He yeah. had like a, yeah. I think like a 50-yard touchdown. I no, but I mean like he has one of those Brees Hall games, right? Where he's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 170 all-purpose yards. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I love Walker. He, he's one of those running backs, too, when you watch him, that you feel like at any given point he can take it to the house. He just has that explosiveness. Yeah. When he hits that hole, he just – Does he remind you of Nick Chubb? He no, does. Say, he's, he's Chubb for Chubb for fifty eight hundred. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He had a he had a jump cut last week that was just sick. It was just filthy. I had to put it on rewind because it was just like the the defender was like like lost. Like he teleported from one spot to the next. It was it was ridiculous. All right, let's We're move. Make it a thing. Kenneth the menace. Kenneth the menace. Kenneth the menace. I like it. All right, let's move down into the mid tier, Tim. What do you got for your mid tier? Uh, yeah, I, I actually was really shocked that this guy was not Gerson's lock of the week because he's probably the chalkiest player on the slate, and that's Josh Jacobs. Uh, all fear of Josh Jacobs' owners has been uh, you know, wiped away after being used in the fourth quarter of the Hall of Fame game or whatever, and people saying, oh, Josh McDaniels is giving him to the bench, right? Like, don't Josh... Every guy had Josh Jacobs on his don't draft list this year, and they're all eating that crow because he's finally getting the usage that he's wanting to get, not only on the ground, but in the passing game, right, which is obviously so, so important on DraftKings with the full PPR. So he obviously he's, you know, the chalk of the week. He's probably going to be 60-plus percent owned in cash games, probably 30% owned in tournaments at least. Uh, but I think you got to have him. I mean, he's as much of a lock it in to me as, as any player on this slate. Yeah, I love uh, Just the matchup against Houston is absolutely as good as it gets. They've committed to him as the player. Uh, regardless of all the injuries they have going on, they're going to stick with that run game. And that starts and ends with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I agree. They're 29th versus the run. And they give up. They're the fifth highest in gash percentage, which is basically runs over 10 yards. Uh, the Houston Texans are, that is. So, yeah, Jack- Jacobs is definitely going to be one of the chocolate. Gerson, is this your version of me where you don't want to talk about, you know, you're one of your guys that you think is going to go off? <laughs> so, so it's funny because, like, I told you guys I'm writing the cash game article this week, right? In the cash game article, I say Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. But I also say others to consider Josh Jacobs, 6.5K. Walk him in. I didn't want to force you guys to play him as a Raiders fan. <laughs> I can't tell you guys to play two Raiders in one catch game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, all right, Gerson, what you got you for You never your- thought, by the way, that you'd be able to stack Carr with Jacobs, realistically. But if he's getting five targets a game, yep. like it's viable. Yep, 100% agree. Awesome. Gerson, pick one of your mid-tier there. Take what? Pick one of your mid-tier guys and talk about them. Oh, yeah. So, like we said, um, this week, uh, running backs, there's so many of them, you don't know where to go. But I think I'm going right to Brees Hall. Um, Brees Hall, there were two rookies that this year have been doing, they're going to do great this week. It's Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. I just mentioned two rookies. I'm sorry, guys. But there's a good reason for it. Volume. Volume. And value. You know? That's what you want. That's what all you want in your running back. Volume and value. MVP, man. Like, chef, chef, and, like and trending yeah. upwards, which both of them yeah, are. Trending upwards. Um, Brees Hall now has uh, – he, he had 20 carries last week, 116 yards, 5.8 yards per carry, and one touchdown. He got 75% of the backfield target, 21 over the last four weeks. I can see him getting that upside in this game environment. I know the 49 uh, – not 49 – the Broncos um, – I don't think people know this, but 
The Broncos don't really allow a lot of downfield target. Mm-mm. They eliminate that shit pretty well. But what they don't do very well, we just saw Austin Eckler ate the shit out of them underneath. Check down. And Brees Hall, you know, it's funny because, like, people question Brees Hall passing ability, catching ability, and he's great. Like, his athleticism is great. He can pass, catch the ball. I mean, I think the big run that he had last week, it was like on a motion sweep. He came up the middle, went up for like 40 yards, 50 yards, I believe. This guy's just overall very talented. The best thing about Brees Hall is his price, 6.2K. It'll, it, I'm letting you guys know right now. Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall are probably going to be 20 to 30% owned in GBP. Yeah. Because that's how great a player they are. Um, but, yeah, and then you're going to – to me, um, I like these two guys. I've already mentioned Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. But Jacob is a smash player. Those three guys are going to be your three key guys. Yep. But, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so I wanted to just mention my my uh, mid tier guy. He's more of the contrarian guy here, and and he's not going to be very popular, I don't believe. I didn't see his ownership, but uh, Aaron Jones at Washington, seven point six, has not had a couple good games here in a row. You know, he played the New York Jets and the New York Giants last two games wasn't really great, so people will be down on him a little bit. Uh, the middle of that Washington defense, the the two uh, D tackles are pretty stout, so I do think Jones, who's more of the outside guy and the pass catcher of the two running backs, is the one that's going to benefit from this game. Washington's defense is not very good. Uh, so at 7.6, I think you can get a discount on him and, and have a pretty good uh, a good contrarian play to some of those guys we just mentioned. Let's move down into the value tier. Uh, Tim, you got one guy listed there that's in your mid-tier, though. But go ahead and talk about him as a value because he's pretty cheap as well. Yeah, it is. This guy's really kind of a, a pivot, right? Because I think everybody's going to be playing the passing game for Dallas and for good reason. Earlier in the week, I actually saw a lot of people on Ezekiel Elliott. I think most people have moved off that play because they know the better running back in Dallas is Tony Pollard. And I don't think anybody is going to be playing Tony Pollard this week. If he was a little bit cheaper, he'd be eligible for a sit call. But obviously, at 5,700, he's pretty expensive. So, uh, you know, I think this is one of those things. Like, he's priced where DraftKings is like, I dare you to play him. You know what I mean? And I feel like whenever DraftKings dares you to play somebody – uh, they end up going off. So this is uh, this is just a totally like GPP only off the wall play. Uh, but I just I got a feeling on Tony Pollard. Good stuff. All right, Gerson, let's move down to your uh, to your value here, uh, which I have on my list as well. But go ahead and talk about uh, Travis Etienne. Well, if you want to talk about him, you can, bro. You don't you don't just gotta go to me, man. You're nah, part man. of the show too, I, man. I'm I'm the you're host, man. Guy. I get to pick I get to pick who goes where. So you're you're going with Travis Etienne. <laughs> Oh, he has a big button, guys. Did you see that? <laughs> no, um, yeah. To me, Travis Etienne, I think Travis Etienne to me, um, it's coming. It, 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 it's been coming for a while. Um, I love how people were saying that James Robinson is a better running back than Travis Etienne. I'm looking at you. Uh, you know who you are on Twitter. I'm going to tag you later on. But um, he's gone to volume in the last couple of weeks. Um, five targets, three receptions. 43 yards against the Houston Texans, and then 10 carries, seven yard per, 7.1 yards per carry, dude. That's impressive, dude, man. And then week six, 86 yards, 8.6 yards per carry, two targets, two receptions. And he could have had a bigger game, and there was a couple holding calls on him. And then guess what happened? Michael Hasty went in there and got his touchdown, basically. Yeah. It, it fucking pissed me off, man. It's like, it's so annoying. But 5.4K, man, against the, the New York Giants, 
New York Giants is a very underrated defense. I'm telling you guys right now, it's one of the most underrated defense in the league. But the biggest reason why I want to play Travis Etienne at a 5.4K price, it's a good pivot away from Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, and all those guys. Yep. He is 4% owned. Say Travis Etienne goes off for 20 points, he's going to be a great player. Yeah. Okay. But to me, it's this. You have to get different in GPP. You have to. So every now and then, you got to switch these guys out and Travis Etienne. That is going to be one of my pivot points to the, the running back slate. Uh, this running back slate. Uh, this running back slate is awesome. Like, we saw last week was yeah. awesome. It was because of the value. But this one, it's like, wow, okay. We're just, it's just going to come back. Run it back, you know? But the Giants are very underrated defense. So I'll give them that. But... I think ETN hasn't really he hasn't really shown his ceiling for a receiving running back, and he has that in him. Mm-hmm. But fucking Travis Trevor Lawrence, if you fucking keep stealing my fucking running back uh, <laughs> quarterback speak at the red zone at the at the goal line, like dude, that shit is annoying. You're like, I'm like, yeah, last week, dude, I was like, yeah, Travis ETN, here we go, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a note on Travis Etienne, too. Travis Etienne now has back-to-back weeks where he's had at least a 20-yard run and 20-yard catch uh, in two games back-to-back. So that's a, you know, he's, he's, he's explosive. He's got that big playability. So uh, great, great call there. Uh, the only other guy I have in my value is going to be fairly chalky because of the news we got today with J.K. Dobbins being out for four to six weeks. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a pretty good game last week. He's coming in at, at 5.1. Uh, he's probably going to be their lead back there for Baltimore. And anytime you're a lead back for Baltimore, you probably have a chance to at least score and get some rushing yards. At five. I, don't, I don't think Drake's going to be chalked. I don't think he's either because some of the guys we just mentioned, but I do think that he'll be he he'll be a little bit higher on than most because of that news today. People are going to react to that that Dobbins news. So he, yeah, he's. I, I just put fuck Kenyon Drake on the sheet because <laughs> I feel like he is that play that would be the chalk trap on any other given week. Yep. You know what I mean? Where a bunch of people play him and he gets you like, you know, eight points. Yeah, I think he'll... Well, he, I'm completely off him this week. AKA Eno Benjamin last week? Yeah. Yes, he's this week's Eno Benjamin. Did you guys exactly watch the Thursday right. Night Football? Did you guys watch the Thursday yeah. Night Football game? Last night, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, you're one week too late, dude. Yeah, that was the Eno <laughs> we wanted on, on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. There were more points scored last night on any Thursday game than I can remember in history. Like, all of the other Thursday games combined. Yep, agreed. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, Tim, we'll go to you here. Give me your uh, elite tier receiver. Yeah, I only well, I only have one that you guys don't have, and that's the Sun God, Amon Ross St. Brown. Right. So I've been talking about how I want to play Cowboys. Got to run it back with somebody, uh, and I think it's him. I think he has the best shot, and it's partially because. Um, He's not going to see a lot of Trayvon Diggs, right? I hate to admit it, but Trayvon Diggs leveled up a little bit this year, right? He got kind of burned by A.J. Brown last week, but I think, you know, uh, same, uh, you know, Sun God is going to really benefit from the fact that he's going to spend probably more than half of his time in the slot, right, and getting a much better matchup. So um, the Cowboys do tend, you know, I, I, I just – how can I say this? I think he's the player like any other week. If they weren't coming off a bye and he wasn't coming off an injury, he would be much higher than he is at 7,100. And uh, Garrison, you can tell me what his ownership is. 
But I feel like any other week he would also be way higher owned than he actually at that price. Like, point, I feel especially. Like he's, yeah, it's at that price point, right? He's sitting in a perfect spot to like smash the slate. But I feel like he's not like a lock that everybody else thinks he is. So I'm going to gladly yeah, play him. You go ahead. He's at ten. He's at ten percent ownership. Um, I love that. He should be higher. I think he should be fifteen plus at least. No, he he should be at least yeah, like seventeen, eighteen. Like I love that call. Dude. Like ten percent ownership. He is uh, seventh highest owned wide receiver, and yeah. in this game environment, I fuck, I fucking love that call. Dude. Like I I I think with never mind the wide receiver. I'll talk about later on. Yeah, I, I love the. And it's a great, it's a great, honestly, we talk about correlations a lot, right? Yeah. There's a way you can be very different in GPB tournaments, and I do this with my single entrance tournament roster. I run a correlation not only with my stack, so I have my stack, right? But then I also run, like, two wide receivers correlations. You can probably do this with Amon Ross and Brown and my lock of the week. Which we lead right into that right now. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Gerson, go ahead and give us your lock of the week. Damn, beer tastes so good when it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Cheers. Um, yeah, my lock of the week is Dee Lamb. You know, I I like I like meat. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not vegan or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, I like lamb chops this week, man. We're gonna be eating, man. CD lamb, man. Um, okay, so season lamb, we are going to get Dak Prescott back finally, and he's been killing it with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, I mean, if you take away Tim, little uh. Down there, like his name logo, just put Cooper Rush. It's almost the same guy, you know? And, uh, God, fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, but, no, if there's a, a worse pass DVOA defense than the Lions there isn't. I mean, they're the worst in the league. They have the worst pass defense. It's the Lions. I mean, total defense DVOA, um, they're just horrendous man like just where you want to attack you want to go to them the lions have actually been able to keep game close too they've been able to keep game pretty close besides the one game they fucked up you know we were we we're kind of in on it and then they fucked it up but they have a bye week now so they have a bye week again like i just said you can do cd lamb i'm on around saying brown and you gotta find a cheap stack you have to find a cheap stack but you can do it uh, Derek Carr, you're not going to play Adam because that's defensive as shit, but maybe Renfro and Monroe. Yeah. And then running back from them. Um, but I love CD Lamb this week. Dallas Cowboys, they're, uh, they're, they have to be excited for Dak Prescott. I mean, they're five and one. What are they? Five and yeah. two. Are they five and one? Five. No, four, and four, four and two. two. Yeah, four and two. Four and two. Um, Cooper Rector did his job, but now it's that, it's that time. I'm kind of nervous though. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm kind of nervous mm-hmm. about that. I, but I hope I hope it planned out. I, I have a lot of CD Lamb. I'm gonna be overexposed on him. I'm gonna have yeah. he's probably gonna be my highest owned player. Um, it's just to me six point eight k. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So he is my third most likely player to be the number one wide receiver, 
and he's the ninth price wide receiver. Yeah, that's a crazy. Like good that's price. just insane. His price is just wrong. Agreed. He should be at least five, six hundred dollars at least. Agreed, hundred percent. All right, lock, lock it, it in. in. Got back to back lock it ins. Uh, so my lock it in is uh, going to be Mr. Pittman going up against Tennessee at seven point four. Uh, the Titans are actually really good against the run. They're third against the run, but they're 29th versus the pass. So it's going to be a very funneled, uh, you know, defense. So Pittman's going to be getting tons of targets. Like we saw last week, he had 16 targets last week. He caught 13 of them. So Matt Ryan threw, I think, 58 passes last week, which is insane. Uh, But yeah, Pittman at 7.4 versus Tennessee uh, is my lock of the week. And then, Tim, you got one more elite guy there. Get to him really quick. Yeah, we talked about him earlier, Jamar Chase, right? He went off absolutely last week, and then this week he gets the matchup against Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we talked about how much we like Joe Burrow in this game environment. He's going to be popular for that reason, but I still think he's a great play. Good stuff. All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, Gerson. Give me one of your mid-tier guys. So, um, that, um what's his name? D.D. Uh, Lamb was obviously one of my mid-tier guys. But my next major guy, um, DK Metcalf, um, 6.8K, 6.6K. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Lockett is not going to play it. I'm telling you guys right now, this is the way I do my evaluation on deci- deciding if players are going to play or not. It's very simple. They don't practice on Friday. They don't practice on Thursday. They're not playing Sunday. They're not. I think I probably in my fucking, what, seven years of playing DFS, I've only seen, like, one player or two players play on Sunday when they don't play on that. Um, they don't practice. But give me DK Metcalf. Um, this is what we come to. 6.6K. Yeah, okay. that's, that's a cool. great price. But, dude, the, the Chargers, we talked about this earlier on. The Chargers, their defense is not that great. Um, it was overrated. I mean, it wasn't overrated. It was hyped up to be a yeah. great defense, right? But J.C. Jackson's not what it wants to be. Um, the Chargers have, they, they lost their ass on that shit for sure. But um, they had the highest, biggest in-five total at 50 points. Uh, the Chargers are among the worst in downfield passes. Uh, third most in fantasy points per game against deep passes at 9.1. And Metcalf has averaged two, two targets, what you would call downfield targets, you know? And we've seen DK Metcalf have big games. And if Tyler Lockett out in this game environment, yeah, I'm going to go DK Metcalf for sure. Yeah, I like that call. And I was looking, uh, Rotor Grinders haven't updated their, their ownership yet, uh, but they had Lockett as the second highest uh, owned receiver before, you know, before the news that Lockett may not play. If Lockett's out, then DK Metcalf, she's right to the top there. So I, I like that play a lot. Yeah. All right, Tim, uh, give me one of your mid-tier. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking a lot about <laughs> we've been talking about a lot of uh, a lot of Bengals love, and I'm going to continue the love with uh, T. Higgins. I think he's my preferred play this week on the Bengals. Uh, last week he was not 100. percent That's kind of why it was Shamar Chase week, but he got two full practices in this week, so I'm convinced that he's close to 100. percent So uh, if you're going to pay 6,400, save almost 2K over Jamar Chase. I think that he gets the better matchup this week as well. I think this could be possibly one of those 30-point T. Higgins weeks, in which case you're going to want to have him. 
Good stuff. All right, I'm going to mention a couple of the guys we have in our mid tier so we can get to our value tier. Uh, I have uh, Brandon Ayuk, who we finally sh- showed up last week, had two touchdowns at 6K. Christian Kirk, I mentioned him earlier when I talked about Trevor Lawrence at 5.9. I think he's got a good matchup there with the Giants. Uh, Godwin at 6.3. Obviously, you know, Tim had Tom Brady, so you can stack him with Godwin. Uh, Alan yeah. Lazard also on there at 6,000. Uh, and then Gerson's got Debo Samuel at 7.6. Uh, and then Tim had Lockett. If Lockett plays, obviously he's in play. But if he doesn't no, play, then I'm I, off him. I agree with Gerson on this one. Yeah. Even if he plays, I think he's decoy mode. Yeah, de- definitely possible. Yeah. Do you know Debo Samuel's real name? Uh, I do, but I can't think of it right now. I've actually seen it before, but I can't remember what it is right now. No, I, want, I know we're a little bit tight on time, but go YouTube Debo Samuel, meaning Debo. It's the funniest fucking scene ever. But his name is Tyshawn Raekwon Debo Samuel. That's like his whole name. It, it, it's awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, hey, man. Debo's going to eat, man. I love that call. Good stuff. Debo. All right, let's move down into the value, Tim. Uh, give me one of your values here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alex Pierce. Uh, I think he's one of my favorite plays. You mentioned uh, Michael Pittman, and I think he's a great play. You want to attack Tennessee on the outside. Uh, they give up basically like every team they play is for, you know, above their season average, right? He already had a pretty good game against them earlier this year, and we've seen him even more involved in the offense since. So I think he's kind of the chalk pay down play, but I think it's for good reason. Yeah, good stuff. Gerson, you got another guy that at least Rotogarn just has pretty highly uh, owned. Uh, and it's, I know Tim didn't want to put him on his sheet because maybe he doesn't want to talk about his Packers, but talk about Romeo yeah, Dobbs. Of course, that's why I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, man. Um, Romeo. And I, always, I actually told this joke to my brother. Do you think that there was ever a Romeo and Juliet? Because of how dramatic they are, Aaron Rodgers would be the drama queen. Yes, <laughs> and then Romeo Dub would be the guy. Dude, uh, yeah, Romeo Dub, man. Uh, Nine point two percent ownership, five point five five k. While he had like really bad week the last two weeks, I think this is bounce back week. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers has been saying like he's making it obvious in the media, and he's gonna make the best of it. He has to because. You're in week seven now, man. Like, yeah. from week seven on, you're going to playoff push, you know? Uh, I actually don't even know the Green Bay Packers record, but I don't think it's that great, right? Like, three and three? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. The, the commanders make any, basically every quarterback look good this year. So I feel like this might be the game, especially wide receivers. Uh, but like you said, I'm trying to avoid playing, uh, or at least uh, touting any Packers. Yeah, this is not how you say this. this. Fucking Aaron Rodgers is going to smash the slate. Yeah, this is the Packers get right game for sure. All right, my uh, my value that I have there is a pivot off of CD Lamb uh, is Michael Gallup at five point one. Yep. Um, Dak Prescott and Gallup have had a connection for a while, and I think Dak Prescott's ability to throw the ball down the field obviously complements Gallup, uh, whereas Cooper Rush's ability to get the ball down the field wasn't that great. Uh, at five point one versus Detroit, I mean, really, he can pay that off in one big play. So uh, Gallup is my my value there at the at five point one. All right, it's time for uh, Tim's t- time to shine. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, give us the defense this week. Yeah, I'm convinced Russell Wilson is not going to play. And even if he does play, we talked about it. He's a shell of his former self. And a team that has gotten much better has got is the New York Jets at twenty six hundred. So I. Jets, 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 Jets. 
That was I'll so you, loud. The worst video of the week was watching Sauce Gardner run around Lambeau Field with a fucking cheese hat on his head. <laughs> that, that one hurt me in a special way. Uh, but I think that they're going to hurt Russell Wilson in a special way this week. And they're only 2,600. I think they fit perfectly into your builds this week. So uh, if you want to pay up, I love the Bucks. Uh, they're getting P.J. Walker this week, who looks you know, completely – he looked like he had a little something last year. He either got completely figured out or completely lost it. But he he's is good. Everybody he's actually something. Last week, people said, oh, yeah, D.J. Moore might get more, might get more targets. He might be better. Yeah. I'm like, no, fucking P.J. Walker sucks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The Bucks are out for blood this week, and one way to get access to him is paying up a defense. So. All right, so I last week I mentioned uh, the number one defense in, in the NFL. I mentioned the Bills going up against Kansas City, and everybody kind of gave me a, a sideways look. Uh, and through about three quarters, I was right on point. Uh, they did still end up with eight points, so it wasn't bad at 2,700. So this week I'm going to go with the 49ers versus the same team versus Kansas City at 2.7. Niners have one of the best defenses. We are getting uh, Nick Bosa back this week, so that definitely helps us. Uh, and I do think, you know, yes, they'll give up some points, but they're going to get some sacks on Patrick Mahomes. Might first force him into a turnover or two. Uh, so at 2.7, uh, you can definitely uh, do worse than them. Uh, only 100 bucks more than the Jets, and there'll be much, much lower ownership on them because they're playing the Chiefs for sure. 100%. All right, let's get to our stacks. Goingfor2.com's weekly stack report. All right, let's go to let's go to your your stack here, Tim, because I don't even see Gerson's on the sheet yet. <laughs> no, I I gave my stack away. Uh, the only guy I didn't talk about in my stack uh, is uh, Dalton Schultz, but I'm going with the Cowboys stack: Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Gerson's lock, Dalton Schultz, who returns uh, this week, got a full practice in, and then bringing it back with the Sun God, Amon Ross St. Brown. Good stuff, Gerson. You got your your stack, or you want me to go first? You go first. I'm typing it in. All right. <laughs> so my stack, uh, we talked about all these guys on the show tonight, uh, and it's going to be Herbert Eckler as my stack, uh, the running back there getting a ton of targets, and then bringing it back with Metcalf. Uh, I had Metcalf there assuming that Lockett wasn't going to play, so yeah. uh, I think that's going to be one of the more popular stacks there because it's a higher scoring game. There's going to be tons of passing in that game, and, and I like that stack a lot. Yeah, when your running back at 16 targets, you can play him in a stack with your quarterback. 100%. 100%. Gerson, what do you got for your stack? Yeah, um, I'm going to be a little different. But the side, side, side chicken. I'm going to fucking play Joe <laughs> World, man. I'm going to go fucking Bengal. Let's go. Let's go. Let's... Hey, Bengal Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> <Good> day. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you can ride a Bengal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow, um, it, it's Chase, Chase, Jamar Chase, and Higgin. And then I'm going to run it back with Pitt, man. I think Pitt just yeah. could be a big I, I have to, like, I, and that's the thing, like, if there's any situation that you can be very different and, like, have to, like, wonder, oh, you know people are going to be nervous pressing on Pitt Price. You know, <laughs> I own him in like three yeah. or four of my leagues, and the, I, he's been yeah. killing me. I haven't been to Scott Fishbowl; he's killing me. But you got, I, you got to play well, him. You and I have the same strategy. We went what Andrew yeah. and Andrews and Pitts. Pitts. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's shitting yeah. the bed. He definitely uh, has. But yeah, give me that stack. 
Um, guys, tune into the Sunday show. I'll give you the update how much Burrow I have, how much confidence I have in Burrow. <laughs> All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now, the sick call of the week. So we have yet to have all three of us hit on our sick calls. We did have two of us hit on it last week. I had Noah Fant at 3K. Uh, he did end up like huge, but he did get 10 points, double digits. Uh, Gerson had Wandell Robinson who scored a touchdown, obviously paid off his salary in that one play. Uh, unfortunately, Tim's guy got hurt, Randall Cobb, and went out, so he could not do much for him. But let's get to I our... I want to give a shout-out to the Yeti, man, who basically said to play Robert Tunyon last week. And I was like, I don't know about this. Cobb goes out and he gets 12 targets and he smashes. So yep. shout-out to Jared on that one. Good stuff. All right, Gerson, uh, give me your sick call here. Shit, let me drink my beer first. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Nico Collin, man. Against the Oakland, Ra- the Oakland Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders defense... On the secondary, it's just horrible, man. Like, they, Nate Hobbs out. Um, fucking, what's his name? Uh, the big, he, ah, fuck, I forgot his name. But he's a, he's a safety who just likes to fucking hit people, and he doesn't know how to fucking wrap up. Um, yeah, I think uh, Nico Collins is a, you, you know what's crazy? I don't really think he's a sick call, but I was surprised that he wasn't owned as much. I thought he was going to be yeah. more owned. Like, we, when we give you guys sick calls, we try to be like, Low on, you know, not on your radar. I, I, I was like, wow, really? Like, but Nico Collins should be higher on. I think in this matchup, David Miller is going to take advantage. If you really look at uh, Brandon Cook versus uh, Nico Collins, it's not that far off. Yeah. And I think Nico Collins is starting to overtake that. And I think uh, Brandon Cook can get traded again. And Nico Collins, mm-hmm. this could be his takeoff game. And I'm, 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 I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Nico Collins. Just like I had a lot of exposure to Alex Pierce last week. Yeah. And Wanda, well, two weeks ago, and then Wanda Robinson. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Tim, who you got? Well, earlier we talked about Scott Fishbowl. And I'll tell you a guy who's basically played every week for me in Scott Fishbowl, Devin DuVernay. This guy ended up being, I think, one of the surprises, particularly late-round surprises this year. And, and I think he's a great play this week going against the Giants at only 4,500. Uh, he goes, you know, in your Lamar stacks, if you're looking for a cheaper guy to pay down, he is definitely a deep threat, right? He's not getting a ton of pass volume last week. He still, he only had one catch for 14 yards, but he's still got five targets, right? Five targets, seven targets, five targets. Uh, he's going to be less than 4% owned. And he gives you kind of a pivot off some of those chalkier guys in that mid 4K region. So I think he's a good, uh, a good pivot. And he's still got some upside. Good stuff. All right. I'm going to go with this guy's a pivot off the guy we had said that you could be end up being chalk. Uh, Mr. Kenyon Drake uh, is going to be just as Hill as my pivot at 4.2. If you look at his, his stat line, you know, from the game, he was, he was hurt uh, week five and week six. But going back to week four, he had eight attempts for 45 yards. He had six attempts for 60 yards in week three. Uh, he's averaging over five yards per carry. He knows this offense more than Kenyon Drake does, so he, he'll be there likely on the passing game as well. Uh, so I, I do think Justice Hill at 4.2 is a pretty sneaky play there. Uh, and Ravens do this all the time to us, right? We all had you know Dobbins being the, the, the top running back, and all of a sudden he's injured, and Kenyon Drake comes in and surprises us all. That's what Baltimore always seems to do. Last year, I think it was all it was uh, 
what's his name? Latavius Murray that came in all of a sudden and, and took over there. So Justice Hill's kind of that guy that no one's talking about at 4.2 that I think can be a sneaky call there as well. That, that's a sick call, not a sneaky call, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick sneaky call. <laughs> All, right. All right, that wraps the podcast up, guys. Uh, let's go around the room real quick and uh, give us your Twitter handle and, and plug, of course, the Facebook group. We'll go to you first, Gerson. Yeah, you can find me on the Facebook group, uh, DFS Roundtable. Guys, go say that DFS. Tim, like, he has this thread. It's amazing, and I fucking love it because it's almost like a shortcut. That's what I like to call it, the shortcut for the week, you know? And um, DFS for dummies. <laughs> yeah, DFS for dummies, pretty much. But, um, yeah, and there's some really good... Uh, I, I like to call it free money because that's all I've been getting in that um, listener league. Free yeah. money. Dude, like, it's, it's free money. There's, there's leagues out there that have no rates and stuff, but these two leagues that he posts are pretty cool. Um. Find me at uh, DFS Roundtable. Find me at Fantasy DFS. And find me on the Sunday show. Please tune into the Sunday show with Jamie, uh, Ben, and uh, Zach. Uh, we, we break it down. Um, I do the DFS portion for the first 30 minutes, and then I kind of leave. Uh, last week I stayed because uh, I know fantasy football too, guys. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> You're not one dimensional. I kind of. <laughs> Orange and apple, right? Like, no, no, but yeah, find me on that show, um, guys. The Sunday show is kind of critical. I tell people this, and and I don't mean to hype it up like that. Not for me. I don't hype it up for you to tune in. I hype it up because the Sunday is like, it's the answer to the test. Yep. We do the Friday show, but there could be injuries. There could be weather. There could be, oh my goodness, this value opened up, you know. But yep. just tune in. Good stuff, Tim. Yeah, as he mentioned, uh, get in the DFS Roundtable group on Facebook. That's where I have my weekly thread. And then, of course, you can always find me on Twitter at KetoDFS. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. I do want to give a plug. Uh, He gives me a hard time because I don't plug his show enough. Uh, So Friday nights is 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 a double header. If you haven't checked out uh, Dan's Dan show, the B League at the B oh, League, it's it's an awesome show. He goes over a lot of the underdog picks. So if you play on underdog, he gives out all those picks there. But uh, he talks a lot of shit about me most of the time about how I don't plug his show, and so I wanted to make sure to get that plug in there. The best part is he's funny as shit on that show. He is. Like, I, I I watch his show for his pick, but I honestly watch it a lot. The entertainment value is is on is on is on like a ten point five. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, so yeah, check his show out. He goes on uh, eight thirty Eastern Standard Time. So check his show out every Friday. Uh, if you missed tonight's show, it's up on the YouTube uh, page already. All right, guys, it's another another week in the in the in the books here. Everyone have a good uh, good weekend. Hopefully, we hit we hit, and we'll see y'all next week. Go pack, go.